Richard, Sicily, 
Yeah, that was last. That was the discussion last week, and that's what I was saying that with my dad who helped to encourage the whole cemetery right. thing. That was the Proud Mary was one of the songs that he would blast so everybody in the neighborhood could hear it from out of the van or oh. any vehicle that he happened to be in. Right. I had seen um oh, it was a nice memory. I I just seen a nice tribute to her, to Tina not too long ago on uh, Facebook. Occasionally I watch the Facebook reels. Cause there's, there's uh, some, yeah, sometimes, cause yeah there's, sometimes they're good. Oh, I'll find a good one that'll have me laughing for like six days. But um, John Fogarty had a concert like right after she died. Mm-hmm. And he dedicated Proud Mary to her that night. Oh, that's cool. Well, right, because they did it first and then mm-hmm. CCR did it first and then Ike and Tina covered it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll still play the CCR version because I like that nice... Yeah. Nice, mellow tempo to it. But then, you know, Ike and Tina did it and just took it up a notch. Yeah. And, he, he's, and he said, you know, she was the first one who, who covered it. She did it great. Made me proud as a songwriter. I'm going to dedicate this, this one to her tonight. Yeah, which I honestly, I don't know how, like... My dad never blew out the speakers. <laughs> I mean, what is that right for the loud music either? But right, I was. I mean, be in the house and could hear just clear as anything. And also, Kenneth Anger, the author. Yeah, air quote. Well, he wrote it, but of you know the original Hollywood Babylon, right. How many uh, missed stories, I guess. <laughs> Left a good job in the city. Yeah. And now, yeah. now I'm going to get a song stuck in my head. Yeah. But yeah, I said that's a couple of like, big people for me from middle school. Right. I yeah. things popping up. I swear I'm going to scream. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so it was just... I couldn't I, believe it. I was like, yeah. oh, was the first, it was on May 11th, because that was a couple weeks ago. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. We're doing Thelma Todd, which yeah. is, you know, third in Hollywood Babylon, and he died last week or whatever it was back then. Yeah. Right. Like, really? But, yeah, so that's sort of, that's a big one to the death hags. Right. All right. For, oh, I'll, I'll tell you when we, when we finish. Okay. I, it's an off-topic thing that popped up in my head. Scary place. It is because there's there's just so much. So my son will will tell you that when I start getting when I start really getting mad, getting really crazy about stuff, he'll just look at me and go, "Are you gonna let the green-haired maniac out, Dad?" I'm like, "You know what? This town needs an enema." Yep. <laughs> Although my favorite Batman villain is Two Face, so yeah, I, I I'll tell you later. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're as she mentioned, we're gonna do Thelma Todd, and it, one of those early Hollywood tragedies that you know 
you're hearing a train in the background because I've got the windows open and because it almost as hot as Florida in my room right now. It, it's been a warm week up here. I think the coolest day we had was the Saturday, the Saturday right before Memorial Day. It was like in the 80s, but there was a wind blowing. It took the heat away. Yeah, as I text you, I was at the cookout where, where Jamil stole the show. Oh, no, did this kid... Before we, we were sitting there eating, they had one of those big inflatable slides with the pool and stuff. He saw that, and I've never seen this kid run so fast before in my life. He was gone. And he, he's playing in the pool. His brother Matt's playing in the pool. And then, like, a few minutes later, Matt comes up and goes, Jamil's diaper's full. I just happened to look over. This kid has his diaper off, swinging it over his head. Butt naked from the waist down, peeing in the pool. I agree. Then he crawled out and finished peeing, but he, yeah, he was proud. That if the kid could be naked all day, he'd enjoy it. Mm -hmm. All right, on to Thelma Todd. She was born in Lawrence, Massachusetts, to John Shaw Todd who was an upholsterer from Ireland, one of my peeps, and later a superintendent of streets and aldermen and Lawrence's commissioner of health and charities in 1912, and Alice Elizabeth Edwards, an immigrant from Canada. Nothing exciting happens in Canada. I don't know what they're talking about. Now, she had an older brother, William, who died in an accident in 1910. Don't know what the accident was. 1910, I do think cars were first coming out, so he could have hit, been hit by a five-mile-per-hour car. Hey, some of the stories I've heard about why they wouldn't let women drive cars or ride trains back in that day. Have you heard one of them? Yeah. Okay. When trains first started coming out, um, they only went at like 20 miles per hour. And people thought women shouldn't ride them because they'll make your uterus fall out. <laughs> 19th century logic there, folks. Now, yeah. she was... What? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing, so. Now, she was a bright and successful student. Intending to become a school teacher, she enrolled at the Lowell Normal School, which is now the University of Massachusetts in Lowell, after graduating high school in 1923. As a student, she earned money as a model, enrolled, entered beauty pageants in her late teens, and gained the attentions of Elks Lodge No. 65, where she was crowned 1925 Miss Lawrence and won the title of 1925 Miss Massachusetts. Yay. Now, while representing her home state, she was spotted by a Hollywood talent scout. Now, I picture just the greasiest looking talent scout in 1925. Hey, you're looking kind of cute there. You know what? I think you're perfect for pictures. Come here and um, 
sit on my couch while uh, we talk about your career. She was offered a slot at the Paramount Player School in Astoria, Queens, New York, at a time when Paramount Studios was training would-be actors in acting, diction, athletics, and manners. Of the 16 members of her cohort, only Charles Buddy Rogers also made it to Hollywood. Now, she found work in 1929 at Hal Roach Studios. Okay. I, 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 I've done some reading on the Hal Roach Studios, and, and I know some of the big players that came out of there, like Laurel and Hardy and the, and the um, Rascals. During the start of the film era, she appeared in numerous supporting roles that made full use of her beauty, but gave her little chance to act. With the advent of the talkies, she was able to expand her roles when producer Hal Roach signed her to appear with comedy stars such as Harry Langdon, Charlie Chase, and Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. Um, Hardy was the big one. Um, his father served in the Confederacy during the Civil War. Died when he was younger, so if you ever want to know what his father looked like, look at him. Because he, they said he was the spitting image of his father. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I wish I knew more about what what his father did. Because he was, um, Oliver Hardy was from Georgia. So I think he might have fought in one of the numerous Georgia units. I just don't know where. Now, in 1931... Roach cast her in her own series of 7 to 27 minute slapstick comedy shorts. In an attempt to create a female version of Laurel and Hardy, he teamed Todd with Zazu Pitts for 17 shorts from Let's Do Things, which was released in June of 1931, through One Track Minds in May 1933. When Pitts left in 33, she was replaced by Patsy Kelly, who appeared with Todd in 21 shorts from Beauty and the Bus, released in September of 1933, through An All-American Toothache in January 1936. I love the names. A lot of creativity went into, uh, went into the early uh, slapsticks. Now, these shorts often cast Todd as a level-headed working girl, doing her best to remain poised and charming, despite numerous problems and her ditzy sidekick's embarrassing antics. In 31, she starred in Corsair, a film directed by Roland West, with whom she'd become romantically involved with. Todd became highly regarded as a capable film comedian, and Roach learned her to other studios to play opposite Wheeler and Woolsey, Lester Keaton, Joey Brown, and the Marx Brothers. She also successfully appeared in dramas such as the original 1931 version of The Maltese Falcon, starring Ricardo Cortez as Sam Spade, where she played Miles Archer's treacherous widow. She appeared in around 120 feature films and shorts in her career. She continued her short subject series through 1935 and was featured in the full-length Laurel Hardy comedy, The Bohemian Girl. It was her last role before her untimely death at age 29. Although she had completed all of her scenes, producer Roach had them reshot, fearing negative publicity. 
he deleted all of Todd's dialogue and limited her appearance to one musical number. That sucks. I know, right? It's like, yeah, it's what right. did he do, Sharon Tate? Right. Well, right, but see, when I read something like this, mm-hmm. and it depends on anybody really. I often wonder if there is a, and this is highly doubtful considering this one, but I wonder if there's like a restored reel somewhere. Yeah, doubt it. Yeah, that that's because I mean they were lost anyway. Yeah, and see that's the problem. A lot of those really great they probably um, had to destroy too. I bet on top of probably, that. but I mean a lot of those early silent silent films and early talkies. Uh-huh. D- d- they were oh. yeah. right. They weren't properly stored. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were just like thrown in some closet and. Like um, the very the very early Tonight shows that Johnny Carson hosted, uh-huh. they recorded over all of them. Yeah, well, that's why if like um Jim Croce, he was a guest on the Tonight Show. Like, yeah, once maybe like twice. It, that's gone. Which, but yet they were able to see the. Uh, Ed Ames one where he threw the uh, tomahawk at the crotch. Yeah. So. Who he just recently died too. So. Yeah, but yeah, like, that'd be awesome to see Jim on the Tony Show. But anyway, I would have. So, where was I in? Okay, there we go. Perfect place. Originally built in 1928 by architect Mark Daniels as a Castello Lamar. Housing tract business block in August of 1934. Todd opened in partnership with Joel Carmen and Roland West. Thelma Todd's Sidewalk Cafe at 17575 Pacific Coast Highway, or the P- or PCH, Castle Lamar, Pacific Palisades, Los Angeles. The ground floor of the building housed the restaurant. On the second floor, Todd and West lived in adjoining Ocean View apartments with only a sliding wooden door separating their bedrooms and held parties in the adjacent private nightclub named Julia for with ex-wife Jewel Corman that took up the rest of the second floor. The third floor, hexagonally shaped, had a dance floor and a bandstand. It attracted a divine, uh, can't talk, diverse clientele of Hollywood celebrities and many tourists. She was briefly married to Pat DeChico, who supposedly had ties to the mob. The relationship was volatile, with DeChico being very abusive to Todd, resulting in her filing for divorce and changing her will to only leaving him one dollar. It could have been worse. I mean, my grandma, years before she died, had rewrote her will and cut out my father and and one of my aunts. Because yeah, I get a whole bunch of money anyway, too. But well, I got like three grand out of it, so yeah. mm-hmm. because she had she rewrote the will, cut my father out, but then I got my father's share of what what was left out of the estate. So, and I was stupid and blew it all. Well, I was young, so. I was with my ex-wife at the time, and yeah, we won't we we won't tread down that dark corridor. 
On the morning of Monday, December 16, 1935, Todd was found dead wearing a mauve and silver gown. Mink wrap and expensive jewelry in her chocolate-colored 1934 Lincoln Phaeton convertible inside the garage of Jewel Carmen, a former actress and former wife of Todd's lover and business partner, Roland West. Now, Carmen's house was approximately a block from the topmost side of Todd's restaurant. Her death was determined to have been caused by carbon monoxide poisoning. West is quoted in a contemporaneous newspaper account as having locked her out, which may have caused her to seek refuge and warmth in the car. Todd had a wide circle of friends and associates and a busy social life. Uh, if he was alive a little bit longer, um, God, I'm spacing on the name. I know it's Scotty. Scotty something. For how, like, for why? Uh, I mean, I, I got this book when I was with Amanda. It was called, uh, I want to say, In and Out or something. And it was about this guy during, like, the 40s and 50s. Oh, yeah. Um, I read that one. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I have a copy. It's mm -hmm. with a bunch of other books, but... um. Scotty Peters, I think his name was. But, um, you know, if uh, if Todd had lived a little bit Scotty longer, Bowers. that's it, Scotty Bowers. He could have been part of Scotty, Scotty Bowers' uh, pool of uh, talent. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that book on the shelf at Barnes & Noble, and I was I had just started dating Amanda. It was, late, it was right before Barnes & Noble was closing. We were in there. I saw the book. I started reading it, and that part where it was talking about Catherine Hepburn liking women, I yelled out loud in the store, Catherine Hepburn was a, you can guess what word I used. Little old ladies are like looking around at me, and Amanda's like, "Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed." I'm like, "That's right here." Yeah, not one of the most embarrassing things I did with the with with her, but you know, it's it's in the top three. <laughs> Number one happened in in DC, and I wish I had a picture of it to this day. Okay, this is a semi family friendly. Song. Right. Well, it was something. Something different, I'll tell you later. Okay, good. Police investigations revealed that she had spent the previous Saturday night at the Trocadero, a popular Hollywood... I've heard of this place. The Trocadero? I think Trocadero. Was, yeah, I think it was still around in the 40s when, like, all the big names of that period were going there to eat. Yeah. Um, popular Hollywood restaurant at a party hosted by entertainer Stanley Lupino and his actress daughter Ida. I don't know. Now she had a brief but unpleasant exchange there with her ex-husband Pat the name you said. Because I know if I try it I'm going to butcher it. Uh, Chikio. However, her friend stated that she was in good spirits and were aware of nothing in her life that suggested a reason for her to commit suicide. 
She was driven home from the party in the early hours of December 15th by her chauffeur, chauffeur Ernest O. Peters. LAPD detectives concluded that the death was accidental, the result of either warming up the car to drive it or using the heater to keep herself warm. A coroner's inquest into the death was held on December 18, 1935. Autopsy surgeon A.P. Wagner testified that there were no marks of violence anywhere upon the body, with only a superficial contusion on the lower lip. There are informal accounts of greater signs of injury. The jury ruled that the death appeared accidental, but recommended further investigations to be made into the case by proper authorities. A grand jury probe was subsequently held to determine whether Todd was murdered. After four weeks of testimony, the inquiry concluded with no evidence of foul play. The case was closed by the Homicide Bureau, which declared the death, quote, accidental with possible suicide tendencies, unquote. However, investigators found no motive for suicide, and she left no suicide note. Todd's memorial service was held at Pierce Brothers Mortuary at 720 West Washington Boulevard in Los Angeles. Her body was cremated after her mother's death in 1969. Her remains were placed in her mother's casket and buried in Bellevue Cemetery in her hometown of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Yeah, I just got to thinking, that contusion that they found on her lip? Uh-huh. Could that have been made with her stomping forward and hitting the uh, steering wheel? Oh, uh, yeah. Makes sense either from, like, her yeah. jaw, like, you know, teeth or the steering wheel. Right. I mean, the way those steering wheels were. Oh, God, and those old yeah. cars? Yeah, so. They're almost in your rib cage. Yeah, easily enough. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess just a thought that occurred as, you know, we went through, as, you know, that part came up. I, I spent a lot of my childhood watching Quincy with my grandmother, so. Well, Columbo over here, you know. But. Right, but, you know, yeah, Quincy, M.E. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, I say, too, I've also visited her grave, like, 15 years ago, since she was one of the people, like, became from the Hollywood Babylon. Mm -hmm. This is Hollywood book. That all these people, like I read about, like the ones I was most interested in, and their, I guess, end of life stories. Yeah, it always became like I wanted to see, you know, just everybody's grave. So no matter where they were, so I've actually after the trip, this the last trip to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and I visit, um, found out Carl Dane was buried in Hollywood forever, and got. Very excited about. No, sorry, I'm having computer issues too. Are you kidding me? There we go. Okay, sorry. Uh, I that. just got a just got a news message about the um, Van Houten's parole oh, again. So. Yeah, well, it and all the times that recently that she's been up for parole, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of California has rejected it. Yeah. Anything new? Um, I'm looking through. I mean, according to the parole board, she's expressed remorse. You know, she's given insight. Yeah, I know. 
uh, actually, they're appealing Newsom's decision. Whatever. But the, 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 her attorney is trying to uh, appeal it because Newsom is worried about his political future. Yeah, and there's also, like... Right. But, but it was just, it was pretty cool thing. Yeah, like, being, I've seen everybody now, because Ramon Navarro was on the list. That was early on, then Thelma Todd, Peggy and Twistle went to Ohio. That's with, um, saw her with James, which was pretty cool seeing, um, one of the, my original people with my son. Mm-hmm. And we said and find out that, that Carl Bean, because I was like, oh, yeah, I got I, I mean, I've got, there, there's some celebrities that I would like to see someday. Yeah. Abin, well, I can't see Bud Ab, as you said, he's been cremated and spread to see. Yeah. I want to see Lou, the Stooges, with the exception of Besser. I will not mm-hmm. go. Well, yeah, he's. But, um, but Curly and. Not, um, oh, Curly and Shemp, they're at the same cemetery. Um, one of the. And actually, Mo Howard. He is buried. I was thinking Mickey Kellen actually in the same like little like next world. time. At, next time I'm in Philly, I'm going to go find uh, Larry's birthplace and take a picture. Oh, it's on South Street. Yeah, I've been there. Obviously, it's not fun. Well, right. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm making plans to um. I would like to go to the Stoogeum because, um, as as I've said before, I am a Three Stooges fan. I love the Three Stooges. I actually did some shopping on Amazon. Well, not shopping, but putting items on my wish list. I found a bunch of Three Stooges t-shirts yesterday on Amazon. Yeah, that's cool. And some of them with Shemp. That's cool. Well, yeah, man, I want... Yeah, I love Shemp. But, yeah, Larry... His grave is actually the first one that I say, stumbled upon while I was looking for somebody else that I was able to say, hey, who that is? And I was 11, but not surprised Larry, watch. Larry Fine. Forever. So. Great stooge. Uh-huh. And uh, my birthday, too. So he's Nice. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap this one up. Uh, you know where to find us. We're, you know, if you got Apple Podcasts, find us there. Listen to us. Join us on the Facebook page. Yeah, okay. I have to pay for the weird anniversaries. Lisa. Right. I've missed West Memphis 3 now. The 30th anniversary of that. was. Gotta, I'll look into that case. When that I, would when be another one. Adding cases that I need to look into. Yeah. For Killers, Cults, and Nut Jobs 2.0, I'm Scotty J. Say good night, Monica. Good night, Monica.